Welcome to Lighthouse Chapel International, Columbus, Ohio. We invite you to discover the life-changing anointed Word of God as you listen to this message by Reverend Gilbert Asamoah. Reverend Gilbert Asamoah is a well-seasoned minister who serves as the General Overseer of the Raccoon Diocese in Lighthouse Chapel International, USA. Founded by Bishop Dag Heward Mills with over 1,800 branches worldwide. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. thank God for three things. I've come like the leopard. When Jesus helped, when, when Jesus healed the leopard, he came back to say thanks. I'm grateful for, to God first for academic success. And I give God the glory. It was not easy, but God made me through and I came out untouched. Amen. The next one was... um. Um, on my, uh, in July, I think second week in July, I was driving through Livingston and there were two cars besides me and I was in the middle. We, we were waiting for the um, traffic light and it was just crisscross, just like a ham's length. The cars were all damaged and I just drove straight. All I was saying, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. And I came to realize that when we say he leadeth me through the valley of the shadow of death and we fear no evil, for he's always with us. And I just, it's just right in front of me. The cars just, oh my God, that was so wonderful. I came out untouched. My car, nothing happened and I just keep on going. Amen. Only the glory of God. Amen. And I want to thank God again because of late I got felt sick with this new thing that is going on. And that was really, oh God, I got so much. That was so, so, so awesome to me. Sorry. I am so thankful to be alive. Oh Lord, thank you, Jesus. I that there was a point I started seeing all my dead relatives, and I started seeing the spirit. I started feeling spirit of death, but I did not. I didn't fear. I just asked God, let His will be done. Let His perfect will be done, and I came out untouched again. I just. God, and I just want to thank God for the church family that has stood by me. I, my family, I was alone in the house, but God see me through. God was always by my side, and you were always by me. God bless you all. Thank you. I thank you, God, for your life, and I give God the glory. Oh, Lord, bless your holy name. Father, I thank you. I bless you, Lord. For nobody can do it. Only you can do it. I give you glory today. And I say, God, glory. For I'm not better than the, my neighbor who died. But God, I give you praise. I thank you for strength. I thank you, Lord, that I didn't give up. And you lift me up when I was falling. I give God all the glory. I'm not crying because I, I'm just crying because... When you see something, you see possibility. When you are in a medical field and you you have blockage to your um to your uh, um respiratory, there is no chance. The only chance is Jesus. I thank God all the confusion I've been having, and I just thank God that I have a God that who never fails. And he's so faithful. And it's all to his glory. And I know it. And I know it. And I believe it. And I thank God for you all. Happy New Year in advance. God bless you all. And may God let us, may God take us through the next year untouched. Nobody will be touched with this serious 
thing that is going on with this demonic thing. Like, may God touch each and everyone in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for everybody. Glorify you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. I kept hearing untouched. And that will be your portion. Untouched. Amen. Amen. Be untouched. That's the word unto us. You might yes. be like was giving a testimony, but oh prophetic. So be don't be untouched by any circumstances. Don't Amen. be untouched. in Jesus' name. Amen. Do that for me now one more time, Mina. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Glory. Even though I walk through the valley Well, you can't tell that now. I say the shyest person is always the person that talks a lot later in life. So um, I was shy. I was quiet. And the only thing that um, shined for me was music and singing. I had a um, friend um, named Leonard. And during lunchtime, he would play the piano 
and he would play this worship song and he always he always um requests me to sing not everybody wants to sing with him but he always requests me to sing the song and it's um i just want to praise you and during lunchtime i feel like god was planting a seed in me to be a worshiper because i was shy i was unnoticeable um quiet and during that time when the song played people would stop at their tracks and beechcroft is a big high school <laughs> and during that time people would stop during lunch and god was planting a seed in me to minister that sound of judah the sound of judah is powerful because judah judah people are praisers we're praisers we're worshipers we're believers and during that time when the crowd um judah music you can tell judah music because the audience will stop in their tracks just to listen because judah music they always listen and i was looking at facebook and they said what um what um they gave a group of people in the bible and they said um where would you like to sit at and i said it was a no-brainer i said king david's table because i would love to sit because king david was full of life full of zeal full of music full of worship and i know he would be fun to sit with not saying that the other people wouldn't be fun but i would mainly be at sitting at um david's table they didn't have jesus or god in the uh, the choice of course i would sit at god and jesus table but they had um david they had paul they had moses they had Adam and Eve and they had a couple other people but I would like to sit at David's table because I would like to sing with him and the song started off I just want to praise you forever and ever and ever for all you done for me, blessings and honor and glory, they all belong to you. Thank you, Jesus, for blessing me. And I would take it slow. I just want to praise you forever and ever and ever for all you done you done for me blessings and honor and glory they all belong to you Thank you, Jesus, for blessing me. And a whole bunch room would stop, literally, in their tracks. And I'm going to play the track for you. Hold on. Sorry, guys. Forever. And ever, and ever, for all 
you die for me. Blessings and and honor—they all belong, 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 belong. Thank you, Jesus. to pray. I just want to praise you forever and ever, forever and ever, yeah, yeah, for all that you've done for me, for me, for me. Can't nobody tell it like you can tell it. And I Thank you for your love for us. Thank you that you 
have such broad and big arms that can reach very far and draw all of us to you. Thank you that you are actually happy when you see us, that we endear your heart. Because of your love, you look upon us with pleasure and that our praises and our worship are acceptable to you through the blood of Jesus Christ because you have pre-approved us and you have pre-qualified us to be able to stand in your presence and to offer a living sacrifice of praise and worship and to honor you, Lord. As we enter into this period of the word of God, we pray that you shall grace this message with the spirit of God, seasoned with the salt of heaven and let it burn into our hearts, dear Lord. Let our hearts, my Lord, respond with a heart of gratitude, yes, even Lord. on this Thanksgiving Sunday, in mm. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Beautiful. You're all welcome. And wow. as you know, we are all in the season of search, which is the supernatural season of recoveries, gatherings, upgrades, and encounters. Amen. You know, the celebration we are having today, I would say, um, is a prelude or is a uh, part one of what will happen on 31st night. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, 31st night um, is called this year Chalak Night. And um, so, you know, just, just explaining what Chalak means. Thursday, 31st night, we shall meet at 10 p.m. And um, last uh, Christmas Day, I promised that I would explain what Chalak means. This is part of the season, and the, chalak, the word Chalak is not a magical word. By the way, we, we do everything by the word of God, and it's important that we don't just repeat things without understanding what is coming from. So, um, chalak is a Hebrew word, and that Hebrew word was used in Second Chronicles chapter twenty and verse twenty. Um, in this passage, you know there was a king of Judah who was reigning at that time called Jehoshaphat. He is a descendant of King David, who is, as we learn today, is Alicia's favorite Bible character. So, Jehoshaphat is a descendant of King David. And during his reign, there was a time that the people of Ammon and the people of Moab, they came up to war against Israel. And if you know, Ammon and Moab, the Moabites and the Ammonites, they descended from Lot, the nephew of Abraham. So if you look at it closely, they're actually relatives. But, um, and when Israel was going to the promised land, the Lord told them, don't go and attack Moab. Don't go and attack um, the Ammonites, they are your kinsmen, they are your relatives. The land they live on, I will not give to you. Let them live on their land. You go to the land of Canaan. But some years later, the Ammonites and the Moabites, you know, they repaid Israel the wrong way. They came to attack Israel. So the war was looking very, very um, frightening. Mm. And Jehoshaphat was afraid and he gathered the people of Israel. You see, in our lives, sometimes we have things coming up against us that look very scary and frightening. Hallelujah. Amen. And the people of God throughout the ages have gone through a lot of frightening things. But we can look at their life and their example and how they overcame is going to be the same way we will overcome because it is the same God that they serve that we are also serving. Hallelujah. Amen. So when the people met, then there was a prophet by the name of Jehaziel. This prophet Jehaziel stood up in the midst of the congregation and began to prophesy. Second Chronicles 20. And um, the Bible says from verse 14, the spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, verse 15. Uh, Brother Leslie, I will just read this quickly so I can keep interacting. So uh, it says that, he said, Hearken ye all Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat, that says the Lord unto you, be not afraid, is somebody listening to me, be not afraid, nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, 
For the battle is not yours, but God's. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. He says, the battle is not yours, but God's. Everything that concerns you, God takes it personally. Mm. In the same way that the same way that somebody touches your child, you are going to you're going to grow wild. Yeah. That is how it is. So Jehazel continues, Second Chronicles 2016. Tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook, behold, before the wilderness of Jeruel. Ye shall not, not need to fight in this battle. Wow. Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshipping the Lord. And the Levites of the children of the Kohathites and of the children of the Kohites, they stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. Notice they praised him before they even went to the battle. They praised him before they saw the victory. Are you listening? Yeah. And then verse 20, which is where the word Chalak appeared. Second Chronicles 2020. And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. Amen. That word prosper there in the Hebrew is the word chalak. Hallelujah. Amen. When he said, believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. That word there is aman. Believe in the Lord your God and you shall be aman, which means you shall be taken care of. You shall be shepherded. You shall be fostered. You shall be established. But then there is an aspect of your life that depends on God working through the prophetic word. Hallelujah. Amen. We, we all have a direct relationship with God. But sometimes there are certain things God will do it through a prophetic word. And so it says, believe his prophet, so shall ye chalak. So when we call that the first night chalak night, that is where the word came from, chalak. And the word chalak means to push forward. Hallelujah. To push Amen. forward, it means to break out. To break out. We are meeting the first night so that in preparation for 2021, we are going to be pushed forward and we are going to break out. And then it also means to come mightily. To come mightily. It means to go over and it means to prosper. Hallelujah. Mm. So this is an introduction to the first night service, which is Chalak Night. It was renamed this year and I'm explaining the biblical basis for that so that you will not think that we are just using certain magical words out of 10 and amen. amen but to, today is how can i say thanks sunday it's thanksgiving sunday and we've already had a great celebration we thank god for your lives sister mina sister lisa all the singing we, we bless the lord um i want to start with a, a verse from first corinthians chapter 15 verse 57 brother leslie first corinthians Chapter 15 and verse number 57. Thanks be to God. First Corinthians 15. First Corinthians. Cor Corinthians, yes. Yes. So it says, But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. It seems like a very simple verse, but it's very loaded. The apostle is saying that our victories actually come from God. It is God who gives us the victory. And we are winning these victories because of our link to God through our Lord Jesus Christ. 
Some people, when they get victorious, they don't remember the Lord who helped them to be victorious. But on Thanksgiving Day, this is a reminder that we should always have thanks on our lips. You see, Stamina was talking about academic success. The Lord granted her. But how many know that she also studied? She also studied. Do you get it? Yeah, I understand. She did what she needed to do in the physical realm. She 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 um attended the the, the, the classes, the lessons. She 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 bought the material. She paid money to buy the material. And then she burned the night oil to study. So there was something physical, a physical aspect of the the success that she saw. But when you add it all together, when you put it all together. When you put all the ingredients together, it's like doing a type of soup. At the end, the ingredients are all going to mix together and you come to the conclusion, the conclusion of your peanut soup. How are we, what are we going to see? Are we going to see peanuts lying in it, pieces of peanut lying in it, or is it going to be smooth throughout? The conclusion of the matter when you throw in all the ingredients is that our victories are birthed from God because how many know that you can study and study and study and go to the test and deviate? The mm. question will come and you 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 will deviate the test. Mercy. It's not it's not that you didn't study. Amen. Amen. And then I told you the other day about my, my, my roommate in high school. On the day of the exams, he fell sick. Mercy. He, he fell sick. He couldn't take the exams. So 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 you see, having a heart of gratitude. Is acknowledging that even though we do some things in the physical realm that we need to do, as you, they say in America, you got to do what you got to do. Do you get it? Mm-hmm. There are some things you just have to do. But ultimately, if you are a person of faith and a person of gratitude, you look beyond the physical realm and you say that your successes don't just come from what you did, but you accord God the glory. In fact, even if you have the energy to sit for a long time and study, some people don't have the energy. Some people, a little bit, then they, they, are, they are, you know, they, they are sleeping. Or let's, let's say you work very hard and you make a lot of money and you got a promotion as well. You can say, well, it is due to your hard work. It's due to the fact that you have worked very hard and now you've been recognized at the workplace, you've gotten a promotion. But if you are smart, you are going to say, Lord, to you be the glory. Because it is you who gives us the victory always through Jesus Christ. How is it that you had the mind to know how to talk? Some people don't know how to talk. Did you know that? Some people don't know how to talk. But how come you have gotten a mind to know how to talk? And you know the right words to say. You know the timing of things. Because there are some things that you have to, if you do it at the wrong time, it, it can lead you into trouble. A good thing must still be done at the right time. Wonderful. Amen. Yeah, preaching. So, so, so you realize that when you put all of it together, it is very, very wise to have a heart that my victories actually belong to God. Amen. The vit- the, I mean, your your good health. How many know we need to take good care of ourselves? The Bible says our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. You see, can a Hagar want to preach somewhere? And a certain lady came to ask ask, uh, him, can you show me from the Bible why I shouldn't smoke? Because I read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. There is no verse that is against smoking. And somebody standing on the side said, well, smoking was not yet invented. So that's why it's in the Bible. And the woman said, I'm still not convinced. I need proof. And can Hagar can said, I'm not going to tell you, uh, give you a verse from the Bible. You go and pray. You go and pray about it. So as the lady was praying, the Lord showed her a verse, I think 1 Corinthians chapter 6. I forget the verse. That says that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. He that destroys the temple of the Holy Spirit will be destroyed by the, by, by the Lord. So then the next time can Hagar went there, he said, oh, man of God, man of God, man of God. The Lord has spoken. What did the Lord tell you? Well, I quit smoking. 
Why do you, did you, did you find a verse? So I find a verse that's that if I destroy my body, which is the temple of the Holy Spirit, God will not be pleased with me. And if I smoke and I get cancer, I'm destroying the house where the Holy Spirit lives. So, 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 so we have to do certain practical things, like certain, certain things um, that you enjoy so much that your taste buds are trained to have more of. The doctors will tell you it's not good to eat so much of it. So that you even your diet, you begin to modify your diet. You exercise, you know, you go to the gym, you exercise. But when you have good health and you are fit and you go and come with good health and strength, you shouldn't say it's because I exercise a lot. <laughs> it's because I eat well. It's because I eat well. Look, there are people who have hired dietitians. They have hired nutritionists. They have enough money to hire nutritionists and dietitians who make sure they eat certain kinds of food, but they're still forcing. <laughs> Amen. So Amen. that even the victory of good health is also from the Lord. But this type of things, unless you are spiritual, you will not associate it with that. Hallelujah. Amen. When your children are doing well in school, be humble and say, Lord, thank you for giving us victory. Don't say we got good genes. We got good genes in my family. Don't say that. It is pride. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I'm going to say something, but a certain relative may say a certain relative. Okay, let me let me just say let me just say a certain relative because I don't know which of my relatives will be listening to my message. But but this relative was boasting, was boasting. You see, he has, he said that he's got the brains. <laughs> he's got the brains. You see, wow. you have to be humble. Look, I don't know whether you failed an exam before. In school, I was always first in class. If I'm not first, I'm second. Do you get it? Yeah. Even, even in primary school, uh, elementary school, I was jumped over from, from uh, class four, grade four. I didn't do class five. I went to grade six. <laughs> so I felt that I was all that until I failed an exams, a Ooh. professional exams. Merci. I was so shocked. I was so shocked. That day I went to see my uncle and I was looking for comfort and sympathy. And my, my uncle didn't have any nice words for me. He said, look, it looks like you didn't study very well. Uh, you, di you didn't really uh, study the material. That's why you have failed. Oh, Merci. I was looking for I was looking for some words of comfort. That day, I was so much confused and surprised that I was nearly hit down, hit by a bus when I was crossing to the Kolebu hospital where my brother lived. Because I had not failed before. You see? And that thing humbled me that, look, you can be whatever, <laughs> but when you have victories, don't say, I got good genes. We, we got brains in our family. No, 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 no. You should attribute your successes and your victories to God. You Amen. have a heart that is full of gratitude. Amen. Amen. If you are happily married, don't laugh at somebody. Mm. Don't somebody who is struggling with their marriage, don't think that you, you, you know how to marry. Mm. Look, there are many people who know how to marry, but it, it, it just things have gone a certain way. So be humble. Don't don't be feel too proud. Ultimately, it is God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to give you a, a, another verse. Go ahead. Another another verse from First Corinthians, First Thessalonians, First Thessalonians, um, chapter five, verse eighteen. First Thessalonians, chapter five, verse eighteen. You realize that the first verse we read was speaking about thanking God for our victories. But this verse is telling you in everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. That means that sometimes you don't have a victory. Sometimes what has happened is not something that calls for celebration because it's not... How many know that everything doesn't always mean victory? Hallelujah. Amen. But the scripture is saying, in everything, give thanks. Which means that you don't only give thanks for your victories. 
But even in times when it appears you have failed, in times when it appears God is distant, in times when things are not going the way you had wanted it to go, it says in everything give thanks. It does not necessarily say give thanks for the bad thing. It's not saying give thanks for, Lord, I thank you that I have failed my exams. That's not what it's saying. Oh. <laughs> you are not thanking him for the bad thing, but you are thanking him that he is still God in your life. That that even, it's because when you look very closely, in every situation, you can look at it, you can have a, what they call a silver lining in the situation. This verse in the Amplified Version, this is how it reads. In every situation, no matter what the circumstances, be thankful and continually give thanks to God, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. So you see these two verses. One is we should acknowledge and recognize God for our victories. But then, but then we should also give thanks to God even when things don't go the way we expected it. Even when it feels like a failure. We should acknowledge that God is still on his throne. Amen. 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 That God remains on his throne even when we are going through our afflictions and our difficulties. Now, if we can do that, I can guarantee you, it confuses the devils. It confuses ah. the devils. And, that, and, and, and Satan loses his hold on you. One in the midst of your, of your, of your pain. You see, there's a great man of God uh, in Charlotte, a prophet, and he said he had COVID. And he said that during the COVID, he said he hasn't had such pain before. He said, even when he's going to his uh, uh, restroom, the, 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 the bathroom in his, in his bedroom, like a master bathroom has a restroom inside, he said from his bed to go to, go to the restroom, he couldn't go at one go, at one he was had to stop and sit down on the way. He, he said, he said, I was so weak. He said, I was so weak that I couldn't go from my bed to my bathroom. I had to stop on the way and sit for a while. He said he has never felt it before. But he said he decided, because this man is a mentor prophet. His name is Rick Joyner. Mentor senior prophet. He said, he, he, he was, he was, he, he decided that in spite of how I am feeling, I'm going to praise God. Wow. I'm wow. going to thank God. I'm going to praise God. Mm. And in the midst of doing that, during the time of the COVID, he said he had the, the most powerful encounters with the Lord Jesus. I mean, some of you have read his books, like the final quest, like the call, where he actually meets the Lord and they have a face-to-face -face conversation. But he said he had some of the wildest. You can you can Google you, you, some of these are all on on YouTube. His how he's recounting his encounters with Jesus during the COVID crisis. Now you would think that if you are sick, Reverend Ben, and Jesus mm. has come to meet and talk to you, I mean, what should be the first thing Jesus should do for you? I mean, take the sickness away, and after that we talk. Right? Yeah. I mean, Lord Jesus, can't you see? I can't even breathe properly. But Jesus mm. told him that it is well. You it go through well. this season. In other words, Jesus did, did not heal him immediately. He, he went through the whole season. But Jesus was coming and going and talking to him. These are some of the mysteries of it. That you, when you come to a place where you learn to trust God, you have come to know that God is good. Hmm. You have come to know that his goodness is not to be measured by the circumstances of your life. Says that your life is now dictating and defining how good God is. Do you know how small we are? Hmm. The whole earth, which seems so big, when you go into outer space, it's actually a small little dot like this. So, and in fact, in the book of Isaiah, the Bible says all the nations are like a drop of water in a bucket. So now, if this great God has an interest in you, and for some reason, he's allowing certain things to continue without it being resolved immediately, 
that does not mean we should bear a grudge against God. That does mm. not mean that does not mean you should not find a reason to thank God. You should still thank God. You know, there's a verse that says that when we have food and raiment, we should therewith be what? Content. Okay. When we have food and what we wear. So that means that that means that the United Nations definition for minimum minimum uh, quality of life is even higher than the biblical definition. Mm. Because how many know that United Nations definition for minimum uh, things we need for life? They say food, clothing, and what? Shelter. Shelter. But in the Bible, the apostle says, apostle says that when you have food and raiment, when you have food and clothing, shelter is not even included. Mm. That means that when you have food, when you have food and clothing, you should be content. But there's none of Amen. us here by the grace of God who is homeless. You also have shelter. And so that means that if you have shelter but there's no light, there's no electricity, it's better mm. than the one who has no shelter. Mm. Have you not heard the person who was going to commit suicide and on a tree and removes his clothes and put the clothes down and was about to use a rope to hang himself? As he's about to tie the knot, somebody was running running very fast towards where the guy was going to commit suicide. And the person who was running very fast was wearing something called chakutu. It's a type of underwear. Do you understand? It's a type of underwear. <laughs> that is the only thing the person was wearing. Didn't have a shirt on. Didn't have anything on. And the person was coming to collect this other person's clothes, which he has put aside and about to commit suicide. So when he was grabbing his clothes, he said, hey, what are you doing? He said, what am I doing? I'm asking, what are you doing? Are you not about to die? This clothes must have some good use. Look at me. I'm only wearing chakutu. I can have good use to your clothes. <laughs> so if you're about to die, why do you care about what happens to your clothes? And the guy who was about to commit suicide looked at him and he realized that he thought his case was worse. But yes. when he looked at the guy and what he was wearing, he didn't even have sandals or any footwear on. He realized that his case is not as terrible as he thought. And then he, he stopped, uh, what do you call it? Stopped, stopped uh, hanging himself. Hallelujah. Now, when you Amen. look back and you look at the equation, you see the moral of the story. But then, once again, can you also not see that this guy, whose situation was so bad and was so poor, didn't have any clothes? I don't, I'm not saying God made him poor. But in a way, God used his poverty and his need for clothing rather to save this guy's life. Is that not so? Yeah. Therefore, when it comes to thanking God, Mm. it is not to be limited only to the day you collect your paycheck. (laughs) You see, there there are two days, maybe three days, some people, there are some people, they're only happy three days in the year. Their birthday, Christmas Day, and then the end of the pay period when they collect their paycheck. Mercy. Look, it means that your only your, your joy is going to be very limited. <laughs> I mean, the rest the rest of the the rest of the time, a lot of things are mundane. It looks so ordinary. But one of the things you need to have is that to have a thankful heart. You need to mm. be able to thank God for the ordinary things of life. Amen. One day, Prophet said he went to a McDonald's uh, restaurant with his wife in London. And then when they brought the food, when they sat down, he began to give thanks. And he thanked the Lord. You know how when you are hungry and somebody is praying and the prayer is very long, it, it can be a bit... Uh, <laughs> look, just say grace a few words and let's eat. But Prophet said that his prayer was a little longer than usual. And then the wife, when he opened his eye, the wife said, "Hmm, you are too cute. You are praying for so long. You are are behaving like, I mean, you are thanking God for this McDonald's like like you haven't eaten some before. And he told her that you don't know how when I was a student years ago and I came to London and I couldn't afford McDonald's. He said he had a friend who used to work at McDonald's that he, he, he when he used to go to him, that like, can you get me some? But if today mm. I can afford it, I have to remember 
have to remember, I have to look back. Do you get it? That's right. You see, the ordinary things of life, you need to thank God for. You don't have to win the lottery for to, ha to have a big amount of money in order to see that, you know, God is doing something. I had, I had a, the story of a, a certain head of state from one of the African countries. One day he was given the opportunity to visit the United States and they took him on a tour to the Pentagon, which is the Department of Defense, you know, in the US, the military headquarters. Yeah. So as they were taking him on a tour, at a point, the guy was so mesmerized, you see, that some people are not impressed with anything, no matter what you show them. But this guy, this uh, former head of state, he was so mesmerized. He was so surprised. He stood in the hallway. He said, Pentagon, 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 Pentagon. I've read about you in books. I've seen movies about you. But today, my feet is standing at Pentagon. <laughs> you see? What a shock. He was, he, was, he was so, he was so, but as some people, Excited. They, they just go through it without making any, whatever. Comment. You, see, you need to look for, you need to look for God in the small things of life. Hallelujah. This morning, Bishop was saying, one key to, to being grateful is humility. And the humility means that you are not too big to notice small things. The small things of life still mean much to you. You see, I for one, I remember one small thing somebody does. I, I remember. I remember things. I remember when I was on Moss Road with Brother Eric looking for a place for the church. Do you get it? I remember yeah. we went to see a Presbyterian church on the Moss Road there and they turned us down. Do you see? I remember going to what you call a uh, uh, Walmart area and, and sharing trust and people were laughing at us and the people who were with me at that time I remember I remember all those things do you know why mm. because if today the church has established and we have many people we have sent out it is because the small small things added up it's like water collecting in a bucket it's the small small things that add up but our attitude to God ought not to be that God you haven't done this for me you haven't done that for me he says in everything give thanks Look, I'll tell you one thing. Life is a lot more complex than you may think. And in the spiritual realm, a lot of things are going on that our physical eyes cannot see. So mm. if you try to assess God, if you try to review God, bring God to what do you call a, a, a performance review, annual review, you bring you a human being, a created being, you bring your creator to annual performance review because we are about to come to the end of the year. At the empl employer's uh, workplace, at our workplace, they are doing annual reviews. But you, you think God works for you. You think God is your employee. So you are now doing annual review on God. Okay. I, God, you fail here, you fail here, you fail here. This is opportunity for improvement. Uh, this area in 2021, you better, no, 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 don't do that. Because <laughs> in, in some cases, in some cases, the reason why God even caused that thing to go that way, God, there is a story behind it which you are not seeing. You see, remember, I came across this story about a, a Jewish rabbi. Mm. A Jewish rabbi who, be, who was always fighting for justice and fighting for God should intervene because he didn't understand how is it that there are certain good people that they don't deserve for something bad to happen to them. Why is God, why is God allowing it? Mm. So as he was praying, one day he had a visitation of the prophet Elijah. Wow! I don't know what I've told this story here before, but for the benefit of those, of those who have not heard it. So this Jewish rabbi had Elijah appear. And then Elijah said, you know what? The Lord sent me to take you on a tour mm -hmm. because the Lord has heard what you are concerned about. That It appears God is not managing the affairs of human life well. So you are coming with me and, the, and the, uh, Elijah said, we are going to dress like paupers, like beggars. Mm. Do you get it? Yeah. And we are going to go and visit. So the first place, and then, and, then, and then Elijah told the rabbi, you have to promise me one thing. You have to promise me that you will not, you will not ask me, well, no matter what happens, don't ask me a question. 
Don't ask for an explanation. Just watch me. When it's all over, I will explain it to you. Promise. He said, promise. Then he did this. It's like, locked his mouth and threw the key away. Do you get it? So they went. The first place they, they went, they went to a farm. And the farm had a, a couple, a man and his wife. And the only property they have is a cow. The only property that the man and his wife have is a cow. And the cow was their means of livelihood. They got milk from the cow. They got milk from the cow. And then, and then they, they used some of the milk to make cheese. I mean, this, the, the, basically the cow was the means of survival. Do you get it? Yeah. So, 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 um, when they went to that place, the, the Elijah told the farmer that we are beggars lottering around and um, we need a place to sleep, please. But even though they were poor, they were hospitable. And where they slept, they didn't have a big, a, a, a proper house. It was like part of the animal, uh, where the animals sleep, they have some nice straw. They padded the straw. Do you get it? They, they padded the straw for Elijah and the rabbi to sleep there. And then they, they, the couple decided to sleep at this other place where it was even very cold. They gave them. And so in the middle of the night, the rabbi heard some noise. Mm. He heard some noise. Mm. And when he woke up, Elijah was not in the room. Mm. And then not, not knowing Elijah had gone out, and then there was a cry. In the morning, there was a cry. What was the cry for? Mm. The cow, the cow, the only cow, the only property they have had died. Wow. And the rabbi was so angry. Would you not be angry? <laughs> the rabbi was ang angry with God and angry with Elijah. That this couple are poor. They gave us the best place to sleep. This is the only cow they have, they, they feed. And you are here, you came from the presence of God in heaven and you allowed this cow to die. But remember what he, he told, he asked him to promise not to say anything, not to ask any question. So even though he was angry, have you seen someone who is angry but cannot talk? I see. It's like, so he kept quiet, decided to wait till the end. So the cow had died. But then before they left, Elijah prayed for the couple and blessed them. Mm. You get it? Thank you. And then they left. So the next place, their next stop was a rich man's land. There's a whole big compound with a rich man. There was music. There was all the, 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 the trappings of success and prosperity happening at this place. And Elijah told the rabbi that we are going to go there uh, and we are going to ask for a place to sleep. When they got to the compound, the butler, the butler, the, the, the butler who was for the rich man said, don't even bother. This man, he doesn't want to see poor people at his parties. Like mm. you, the way you look so tattered, you are going to make his party look sorry. So I would advise you, don't go near. He doesn't have any uh, plans for you. You guys are not on the invitation list. And then Elijah said, but we don't have a place to sleep. We don't have anyone to sleep. So we beg you. Um, and the butler said, I'm not going to go before the, the rich man. If I go, I may end up being in trouble. If you, mm. if you like, go and talk to him. By the way, the rich man was having a party for his daughter's engagement or something like that. So they only expected rich people, people in good apparel, people who they, they think deserve to be there. But Elijah was insistent. And the butler told him, don't think I didn't warn you of this. So he, he went to see the rich man that, look, we need a place to sleep. We really need a place to sleep. But the, the rich man, gave, after initially refusing, he gave them one of his bands where the animals sleep. Didn't even bother to clean the place up. A lot of animal poop was there. He just gave them the, the place to them to go and sleep. And then, and then the band, there was a crack in the wall. The rabbi noticed there was a crack in the wall. So because of the crack in the wall, there was cold coming in. Like in the middle of the night, it was very cold. 
But in the middle of the night, the rabbi opened his eyes. He saw that Elijah was repairing the crack in the wall of this mean-spirited rich man. He was repairing mm. it. Do you get it? Mm. You see, by the way, the rich man was so stingy. He didn't, he, 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 people told him about the crack in the wall. He said, I want to fix it myself. Because if I give you money, I'm going to have to give you more. When I get a chance, I'll fix it. But Elijah was repairing. This man doesn't deserve for his thing to be repaired. But Elijah was repairing it. Wow. And the rabbi was angry that the one who was a good person, he should do something for prevent his car from dying. He didn't do this one. His man is cracked and you are repairing using tools and cement and stuff. But he had to keep quiet. So when they left the place, he said so. When they say so, it means, okay, now tell me. And then, <laughs> Elijah said, I know you have questions on your mind. Let me tell you what happened. Not everything that happens is what it seems. God mm. always has a reason for what he does. Now I'm going to explain right. to you. Then he explained that the poor farmer and his wife, mm. Mm. he said that that night, the angel of death came. And the angel of death was coming to take the poor farmer's wife away. And Elijah negotiated that if you somebody must die, please, let's exchange the cow. Let's, let's instead of the wife dying, let the cow rather die. Do you get it? So he wow. did that to save the wife's life. And then secondly, he said, you don't know this, but after we left, there will be a cow who is wandering, who doesn't have a home. But this cow will wander onto their farm and they will become the new cow this couple is going to own. Mm. So it's not, it's not a hopeless situation. What you saw is only part of the story. The cow died, but it saved the woman's life. But secondly, they are going to get a new cow. And number three, you remember when we were living, I blessed them. He said that they've been craving for a child for years. But when I pray for them and bless them, a year from now, nine months from now, the woman is going to have a child. So wow. our visitation, what our visitation appears to have been coincided with the death of the cow, there is a lot of blessing hidden in it. Cow for Jesus. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. How about the rich man? Why did you repair his barn cracked wall? He said the reason is that, you see, there is a pot of gold hidden in the wall that this man is so stingy, he wouldn't let any of his workers repair it because he thinks they are going to steal his money. He wants to repair it himself when he gets the chance. And when he's repairing it, he's going to discover this um, uh, pot of gold. But because he's so mean and wicked, God doesn't want him to discover the gold. That is why I, I, I covered the breach. I covered the place so that he doesn't, he doesn't <laughs> discover it. And then one day, Somebody who is more worthy, who deserves it, the Lord, this man will die. And many years later, the Lord will make somebody else come and they will discover the gold. The gold. So when I was covering the breach, I was not doing him a favor. I was actually keeping him from discovering the gold. There are wow. many things God does. And so mm. the rabbi thanked Elijah and Elijah ascended back to heaven. This is one of the Jewish uh, stories that I, I discovered. So you see, Powerful. don't prejudge things. Don't prejudge your life prematurely. Trust mm. in God and believe he's still at work. There are many things that are unexplainable, but believe and trust God mm. and continue to thank him even when you don't see anything to thank him for. Because in everything, give thanks. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we add our voices to all the millions of people the world over, thanking you for our lives, thanking you for our sustenance, your protection, the fact that, Lord, we are even alive when many did not make it. We pray that we will continue to have this heart of gratitude, that we will not only thank you when everything is going well, but we will learn to thank you no matter what is happening, knowing that you are still on the throne. In Jesus' name. Now, I want us all to pray. Rededicate our lives to the Lord. And if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please pray with conviction and believe, and the Lord will change your life. Let us pray. Pray after me. Thank you, my dear Lord.
Thank you, my dear Lord. For the completed work of Christ. For the completed work of Christ. That he died for my sins. That he died for my sins. And rose again from the dead. Rose again from the dead. To make me righteous. To make me righteous. Thank you, I am born again. Thank you, I am born again. And I'll live my life as a witness to the world. And I'll live my life as a witness to the world. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Beautiful. We are going to take our second offering, which we will make the Thanksgiving offering. You may have given or we may have not given, but we want to give you the opportunity to give a special Thanksgiving offering this day unto the Lord. And you give by the usual means of test to give. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we acknowledge you. Yes. We cannot pay you for your goodness mm. to us. Yes. You are priceless in our lives. Yes. yes but we Lord. give as a token of our love mm. to thank you for your protection and blessing. Hallelujah. Receive us and receive our gifts. Yes, may it bring Lord. honor to your name. Yes, and may Lord. we always have a grateful heart so that your angels will accompany us and yes, your Holy Lord. Spirit will be around us. That yes, we will Lord. become a special people on the earth because your name is upon us. In yes, the name Lord. of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Beautiful.